All right. SEO this week, episode 199. Thank you all for joining me. I do appreciate it. As always, if you want to see the links for the episode, just go to digitalear.com. The fastest way is digitalear.com and then click on blog and then you'll see the latest episode right there. Um, otherwise, you can hit the YouTubes and search for SEO this week, episode 199, and it should come right up for you. And the links are in the description below. If you're listening on the podcast, the links are in the descriptions in so much as the um, the providers will let me show them. Like, not all, you can't always put a link in there, so uh, just be aware of that. I try my best, though. So this week, we're actually going to be talking a lot about link building. I got some link building articles just kind of brought it on, and I thought it would be a great time to talk about link building strategies in 2021. Um, I don't often, uh, if ever, talk about how I specifically build links. Like, I'll talk about the tools I use or the methods of le- links that I use, but I don't put all that together and say this is the exact link strategy and this is working uh and i recommend that you guys uh, don't do that either and the reason for that is once a link building strategy is uh taught trained publicized uh or used as a tool to get internet famous uh, more than often than not they just get burnt they're they're fried after that um they may work for a little bit but depending on the syndication of your um or that or how that link building method was syndicated, um, they get roasted pretty quick. Uh, as an example, if any of you follow Holly Starks, Holly will teach a method, and then not too long afterwards, it's fried, it's toast. Um, so take a lesson from that. You may not think that you're internet famous enough. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but uh, don't talk about your link building strategies. Talk about, you can talk, it's okay to talk about the kind of links you're building. But don't talk about how you put all that stuff together uh, and, and rank, it, it, especially if that's how you make money. Now, if you're an information provider and that's that's how you make money is by, you know, putting together a link building strategy and selling that, then by all means, go for it. Knock it out. Just as a buyer, beware. Just understand that sometimes that stuff gets fried. Uh, and it's okay. It's just kind of the nature of the business. So be, all of that blah, blah, blah being said is I don't talk about um, strategies too much. Uh, but I'll give you some ideas here and just some things that you can do and, and think about and bounce some things around. Um, I'm gonna be, uh, <laughs> I have to be very careful. Is Sometimes I, I want to help too much and I might end up giving you my strategy, but um, I highly doubt it this time. <laughs> so with that, how about we go ahead and switch over to the um, to the blog and then go through these stories. I've got six, seven of them for you that I think you'll uh, actually appreciate, and then we'll just jump into the, uh, the link building stuff. Actually, there's six. Uh, but after that, we'll jump into the link building stuff and, and then go from there. So how does that sound? Uh, little show notes, if you are in uh, YouTube. Or Facebook, and you want to comment, I can see all that stuff. It just brings you right up here in the, in the Cool Guy chat. Um, and if you are, um, what else am I going to say? Oh, if you're in, in Periscope, hi, everyone in Periscope. It is nice to see you. Um, I unfortunately can't reply to you. It's just because of the way the streaming system goes. But hopefully um, my platform will improve that and things will get a whole lot better. 
So with that, let's go to the the articles. So quote of the week for people to discover your website, you need to build pathways and big flashing signs that lead them there. In digital marketing terms, it needs you. Be, you need links, links, and more links. And that's uh, Luisito, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. That was that was crazy, uh, Luisito. And uh, it's a that's a it's a really good point. And a lot of people in SEO and content marketing, uh, regardless of the avenue you get to, I think you've probably all heard this phrase, create high quality content that users can engage with, and then you'll build links naturally. And the number one question that doesn't seem to be answered very well is, how do they see it in the first place? And in short, it's it's really, it's links. So, and they'll all talk to you about, oh, promoted in social media, um, promoted with your network so your network links it out, hire influencers so your your influencers will uh, tell people about it and then they'll come uh, and do podcasts and all that stuff. Here's what all that stuff does. All that stuff builds backlinks. It's just the nature of how the internet works. So if I'm promoting something... Uh, and I have a, um, whatchamacallit, an influencer promoting my content, they're going to build links. And that backlink is going to build trust and authority to my website, and thus my page is going to rank higher, right? Uh, and the same goes with podcasts, same goes with videos, same goes with social media. All of that stuff is all based off of the, the process of building backlinks. So uh, I think it's it's really important to to know that, <clears throat> that uh, backlinks are here to stay uh, for the foreseeable future. And uh, as we round out this um, this episode, I think we'll, we'll look at, you know, how other agencies or SEOs are looking at backlinks uh, and my thoughts on that. All right, so the first article is from Salt Dot Agency is the ultimate guide to website authority. This is from Sean Barber. Uh, <clears throat> basically... Uh, what he's talking about is um, domain authority is what everyone knows about. Uh, back in the day, we all referred to website authority as PageRank. So what is a PageRank of your website? And that number helped us as SEOs kind of justify the cost of your backlink or the quality of your website or the authority of your website and how much Google trusted it. Uh, and, and new things have kind of brought it in there, but... Um, the concept of eat came out and really all eat is, is a a bunch of SEOs more than likely probably one or two in really authoritative places came up with the concept of eat is expertise, authority, authority, authoritiveness, Jesus can't even talk today and trust, trustworthiness. And it's all based off of the Google Quality Raiders guidelines, which you can see uh, if you just Google that, you can see the latest updated version. So what they did is they they looked in there and found the guidelines and kind of put them into this category system of eat. Now, when you're talking about your your money, your life stuff, uh, health, wellness financing, accounting, all that stuff. That's your money, your life um, um, things. Uh, Google has a set of things that they look for 
for the quality raiders, and then they use that quality raiders to you know develop patterns, and then they use those patterns to develop algorithms, and those algorithms are grouped and combined, and technically you can say yeah those algorithms are combined and they create eat they develop eat, but Google is all but adamantly deny that they don't use eat itself as a as a ranking factor so <clears throat> but you can't you cannot deny that there's some things that they can look for to um to build in in those category type things so the at the end of the day the on-page stuff is really um pushed along and it's looking for elements to make sure that you have that stuff there etc for example in the health market it's you know you you're writing an article your article is optimized and then you're citing trusted sources inside of your your article building the authoritativeness of what you're saying by leveraging the authority of other people and you're showing google in the the math this is i'm going to use the drug adderall so i'm writing an article about adderall and I'm using the Adderall manufacturers. I'm using the government sites that are talking about Adderall. I'm using um, <clears throat> uh, health sites that are talking about Adderall. And I'm leveraging their authority as health sites and government sites. And I'm building trust around the content that I have inside of my website. So I'm creating outbound links uh, to do that. But the, the other thing here that this author actually talks about probably more than I've seen anyone talk about on in website authority is, is your backlinks. Like he developed almost half of this article to creating and optimizing and cleaning your backlink structure to develop your website's authority, which a whole lot of people are missing, uh, especially when they're applying quote unquote eat. So um, you need to, to look at your backlink profile and think it back in the days. And those of you that, that missed out on P, on PageRank, uh, I'm sorry for you, but think about in the days that PageRank was around and how that worked and how that was driven by backlinks and the quality and end quantity of your backlinks to increase your website authority and thus your website authority is quantif- quantified in the PageRank. Uh, and then Google is still using that system. They're just not telling us the page rank numbers anymore. So uh, check out this article. It's actually really good. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, featured snippets. This is an older article, um, but I found it, and I thought it would be useful to some people. You all know that I am not a fan of featured snippets. Personally, I, personally, I think they're a way for... Google to use your content to keep people on their search engine to click ads uh, without rewarding you for actually doing all the research or writing all that good content. Um, so, but I, there is something to be said for, for capturing featured snippets. And this article by SEO Sherpa is a, uh, it's a guide. It goes through a whole bunch of the same old post stuff that all the other posts. Oh, here's the stats and these are the different feature types and stuff. But as you get down to the bottom, it actually tells you how to capture that stuff, research them and, and capture them. So that, I think that's um, something really good. Uh, and it's good because let's say you're in the top three for a keyword. And that keyword has a featured snippet, and you're just not getting any traffic. 
Like at that point, what else do you have to lose than to try to get the featured snippet? If it's not getting any traffic and you're in the top three, could be two things. One, there's no keyword, there's no traffic for your keyword, which is probably more than likely. Or two, everyone's going to the featured snippet. Uh, or three, they're reading the featured snippet and they're ending the search. So if it's one or three, then you have nothing to lose. And if it's two, you got the traffic that you could possibly gain by getting the featured snippet. So I'm not saying that featured snippets are good. As a matter of fact, I, I still to this day think they're bad. I think it's it's garbage that Google can just take your content and quote it um, and then um, monetize it without even and so much as a thinking of the commercial rights reserve and all that other stuff, right? So if if uh, you did that to anything that Google owned and you monetized it, I guarantee you that someone would be knocking at your door uh, with a summons for a lawsuit, right? But Google, can, Google does that, and then with SEOs in the community are like, oh, that's the greatest thing ever. Uh, you know, we can highlight how, how wonderful that is. And it, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think it is, not for business owners. But if it's in there, you should probably know how to capture it, uh, just in case there might be some missing traffic uh, that you can convert. And SEO Sherpa has kind of put together a decent guide for us to do that. All right, Portent.com, uh, broken backlinks and why they aren't helping you. I don't know how many of you have tried broken backlink building. I can tell you that there's there's a couple inherent problems with it. One is you have to get through the, the spam uh, people, really all those people that are, that are emailing and asking for backlinks and all that madness and uh, offering web design and SEO services to everyone who registers every, every domain ever. Um, you got to get through all those people um, before your email is even read uh, when you're doing broken backlink building. And then the other side of that is that it's um, more often than not, if they, yeah, more often than not, when you when you do this, you're going to get like a negative response, not even negative response, just a, a nil response uh, from website owners. They, they don't, they might even... Um, Let's say they, they care. The worst case scenario um, for you is they you, they complain you're a spammer, hit you in can spam, uh, and then fry your your mailing domain. Um, best case scenario is they give they replace that link with the link that you begged them for, um, and pretending that. And, and let's be honest, you're pretending that it's um, something that. <laughs> You, you read the article and this really can help your readers when at the end of the day you really want a backlink so you might have just scanned it over and got the topic, right? So let's be honest. Uh, and then the, at the at the wash, they're an S, a webmaster who either A, doesn't care and just leaves the broken backlink or B, just um, or does care and just deletes the backlink um, that was there and, and doesn't put anything. But if you if you think about all those scenarios, you're you're really it's like a one in four chance that you're going to get a backlink out of the uh, hundreds of emails that that you send. So I will tell you uh, from my my experience is that this should probably be a link building method that you put on the back burner, or at the very least, it's like 
you have one or two VAs that aren't doing anything, you don't want to let them go and you want to give them a process that they can do, then have them go ahead and do some broken backlink building and and see if you get anything out of it. Maybe you get uh, you know a, a decent backlink here and there that you can uh, leverage, um, but just don't expect the whole lot. This this concept gets a lot of attention these days, um, and it comes in and goes in waves. So sometimes people talk about it, sometimes people don't, and you'll see a big old burst of, oh, broken backlink building. It's great. It's wonderful. But I I've, honestly, I've never legit heard anyone that actually successfully uh, leverages this quite often. You know what I mean? I mean, how much work do you have to do to go find all these broken backlinks? Holy cow. It, that's madness. Um, more often than not, I find people that are using broken backlinks and then they use those to check the domains to see if they're expired and just capture the um, the expired domains and then link that to your relevant content. That's probably way easier than this. Uh, and probably actually costs you less money. So think about that and... Um, but check this out. This is a uh, decent article. Mort Morgan Henderson from Portent wrote it, um, talking about the idea, some email templates that you can send out. I'd recommend those. Just use those as templates and, and figure um, a better way to get into the inbox if you're going to try this. Uh, and then uh, see if it's really, see if it's for you. Like if you're at, if you're doing something and you're kind of at the, um, you know, you've done the PBN stuff, you've done the guest blogging stuff, and you just kind of want to add one more thing to your outreach mix, then go ahead and try Broken Backlinks. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it can't tell you no if you don't try. Just try. All right, next one is from Mike King over at IPOL Rank, is, and the title is Why Mobile in Only Indexing Will Cause the Biggest SEO Shakeup in 2021. Um, this is actually really good, considering that the... Core Web Vitals update is coming out in May-ish, around, on and around May. Uh, they plan on uh, supposedly releasing Core Web Vitals, and if your website's not in standard with Core Web Vitals, we're going to crush you and, and you're no longer going to rank. Well, frankly, anyone who's talked to me knows that I kind of think that's bull crap. I think they're going to implement it. It's going to have a minimal effect until... Uh, majority of people actually embrace it. Uh, and then at the end of the day, it'll be just like the HTTPS ranking benefit that everyone was getting. You'll get increased rankings when you switch over to HTTPS. Well, guess what? Everyone started switching over to HTTPS and they're like, eh, well, that doesn't matter anymore. And they took it out. And I think Core Web Vital is going to be the same. It's just like page speed optimization is right now. If your page loads in 10 seconds and you improve it to one, you see a ranking boost. If your page loads in three seconds and you improve it to two, you don't see a ranking boost so much. So, uh, and I'm expecting the Core Web Vital is going to be the same. But this one, this mobile-only indexing, that is probably going to be a big deal if you are you're just one of those holdouts. Like if you have a website that everyone's been telling you you need to do, switch it to responsive, you need to update it, and you're like, nah, it's working, I'm not going to do it. And it's just, you know, just a old crusty website that doesn't have any mobile responsiveness but it's making you money uh, and you don't 
adjust and meet the mobile only indexing uh, guidelines, you potentially could have some issues. If, if, especially if they actually hold to this, where they say we're only going to crawl in mobile and only the things that are in mobile will count towards your, um, your indexing. But Mike King points out that there's a lot of sites now that are supposedly in mobile only indexing. And, and in the search console, they call it mobile first, but some of the representatives have already let the cat out of the bag that it's going to be mobile only. Uh, but Mike King points out that in the, in the crawl bots and in, in the, um, in their server logs, they can clearly see that it's not only the mobile bot that is crawling these websites. It's also the desktop. So there, there's one question. Are they literally going to do it? Are they really going to make it mobile only? Um, and if so, does that mean they, they don't do the desktop version at all? And, um, which raises some concerns of its own or two, two is, um, man, what the heck was two? I got coming through and off cause I was thinking something else, but it's, uh, in regards to the desktop versus mobile, there's different buyer pathways for each one of those, right? So you have um, a mobile user, and even in, in my case, for example, in my market, mobile users are researchers. They're going through, they're analyzing stuff, they're reading stuff, they're traveling or whatever, or they're sitting on a crapper or whatever, and they're just kind of you know getting a, a quick answer. And then they'll come back via desktop and do all their buying and stuff and do more research and find more things and, and be able to watch videos better and all that stuff uh, that you they may not be willing to do on mobile. And so the buyer tra- process is, is changing from mobile to desktop um, and, and vice versa. So if <clears throat> Google is forcing you to have a mobile-only experience for indexing, um, what happens to your desktop conversions uh, because of their dis- decision to do this mobile only stuff? Uh, number two is, are we talking only indexing or are we talking rankings? So it's two different things. Like if you, if you listen to uh, subscribe to tech Gobitis and his theory on this and him and I had a couple of good episodes of SEO fight club over this is there's indexing where your backlink or your link is inside of the index. It is there. It is inside of the card catalog. It is available to be put on the bookshelf um, where it's best ranked or where it's best applicable. And then there's ranking where you put in a keyword and you're in the top 100 pages and now you are ranking for a keyword. So, if it's mobile only indexing and you index because you have a mobile version, will you be ranked only by what is in the mobile version or will you also be ranked by what, um, or could you also be ranked by what's in the desktop version? Cause they're going to call both. Right. Um, so that makes it, that's going to be an interesting question right there. So if you have the mobile version, you get indexed and then later they come back and do the desktop, which is what, I think they're pretty much doing now um, to figure out where you should be ranked and stuff um, that could have, um, I would think that that would have minimal impact, 
But if you are using a mobile version that is cut down for mobile users who want fast information and quick and in clear and concise ways um, versus a desktop user who is looking for in-depth information and research and stuff, um, but if you are only being ranked based off your mobile version, that could cause some significant problems. Where that, at that point, you're choosing between conversions, clear and concise, quick, uh, versus rankings, uh, and that could be significant uh, for a lot of people. So you really got to figure out um, what the heck is going to happen with this, but I think that uh, Mike is right. People need to talk. We be talking about this. Screw core web vitals. This is something that you need to you need to be thinking about and addressing, especially if you or you have clients that are holdouts and they're not embracing mobile responsive platforms and all that stuff. Um, you're gonna get burned. Uh, at the bottom of this is a tool that he made. It's Perito Peri Perito. I guess I'm not, I don't know where these people make up these names, but basically it, it shows the mobile version versus the desktop version of HTML and the differences in the code and code and stuff that is displayed versus whatnot. That might help you out uh, a, a little bit to, to figure out where you have some stuff to fix. Just kind of get ahead of this animal. There's a walkthrough and how to do it with screaming frog if you want to, but he's got the tool might as well. You might as well try it out and, and take it for a spin. So uh, check that out. Ooh, I need a drink now. Talking about a lot. Okay, um, this one's a Twitter thread. It's Uncommon SEO Knowledge. It's a paginated series. Um, when, when was it? It was like 2008? Well, it says 2019, but it seems longer than that. <laughs> but 2019 is REL and Next. So you have a category page and you're an e-com and your category has 20,000 products. And then that category is busted up into 10,000 pages. The rel and next was the pagination to kind of get everything through there and stuff. And then Google came out and said, Oh, we're not using rel and next anymore. As a matter of fact, we haven't used it in quite some time. So they told everyone to use it and they stopped, stopped using it. So that's, it's kind of a pattern with Google. Google, you got to get used to that. Um, so that leaves a whole lot of questions in how you're going to handle pagination and indexing and canonicalizing URLs and um, what's and widgets and all that stuff. So Patrick Stokes has gone through and he has, it says there's like five or six different options inside of this thread. Um, check it out. Uh, but it's it, it's creating a or showing you multiple ways that you can actually implement this stuff. Uh, but it is also going the one step further and showing you the pros and cons of doing uh, the different versions of it. So, um, and when I'm talking about different versions, like typically your, let's say your product, your category page has all your 10,000 products on it. Let's just say it has five, five pages of of products 10 products each page typically what a lot of us would do is just ignisent or um, make sure that the paginated pages aren't crawled or you know no index them and then they're all canonical canonicalized to the main project page category the first category page 
So he covers that, some pros and cons of doing that. He covers the pros and cons of setting each page. So you have product category and then page two, um, having it self-canonicalized to those each of those pages uh, and, and index those because they are all different because canonicalizes this is like content. So, and just because it's the same category, it's a completely different list of products, right? So um, it's not like content, it's unique content. And so he's talking about the pros and cons of, uh, of setting it up that way as well. <clears throat> so it's just, it's a, it's a really good post uh, Twitter thing. It doesn't take very long to read it all. And if you're on a mobile device, you can just open up the Twitter app and go check it out. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to find it on uh, desktop and you can open up and read the whole thing all at once, which is really handy. Alrighty. Um, let's see. So this is the last article. is from Usurp IO State of Backlinks for 2020. And this kind of led me into my... Um, my topic for today, link building strategies for 2021. This was written on February 25th, but um, my system's kind of just caught it now. So that just kind of goes to show you if you're not promoting your stuff, no one's going to find it. And now I found it. So um, let's talk about some of the stuff in here and that'll lead us into our discussions for link building strategies. So what do you say about that? In the meantime, let's see about questions. Uh, who is the band in the opening music? That is a good question. Uh, Art Against Agony is the band, and it's... Um, I got it on Artlist. Artlist.com. Artlist.com. <clears throat> that's, where you can, that's where you can find the... Uh, that music that I've been playing in advance of the shows. Um, most of all that stuff is all royalty free. The cost is pretty low and they have some decent music. It's really cool. I'm also trying to figure out the Spotify. There's a uh, plenty of royalty free music on Spotify. And I know I can push that through Spotify into my road and then through out to you guys. Um, so I'm just trying to figure that stuff out. <clears throat> uh, let's see. <clears throat> Stuff. If you work with a dom- if you work with a domain name change, is it worth reaching out to good backlink sources to amend a link, or just leave it for the three hundred one redirect? I would specifically three hundred one redirect those good links um, to specific pages. I would not let the um, the do- the domain level redirect take care of it. I would specifically write the redirect for um, that page to go to a new page. Um, that's really, really important, especially if you're doing large URL changes I, or significant URL changes, i.e., for example, you had all the dates in your URLs before and now you just have the, the end permalink. Um, I would make sure that I intentionally go through and... and um, 301 those links specifically to the pages where they're supposed to be in the first place uh, versus letting the uh, domain level 301 take care of it. Now that's to say it's got to be a good backlink source, right? So I would go through my backlink profiles, sort them by whatever thing I happen to be looking at, do all those, and then leave the rest of them to figure out 
later. I and typically I just do that by looking for four oh fours. Uh, and I look at the backlink, the source, oh, it's a backlink, and then I'll go and fix it uh, as they come up. <clears throat> Otherwise, in that case, the domain redirect will take care of the rest. Uh, let's see. Find a decent amount of e-com is first touch on mobile and convert on desktop. Yep. Uh, and and I have not been in e-com very much lately, but... I can tell you from my buying, that's how I do it. I'll look up whatever I need on the phone. Oh, I can get it there. And then when I'm ready to sit down and actually, you know, bust out the credit card or whatever, I'll go to the desktop computer, research a little bit more about it, make sure I'm making the smart decision or, you know, how bad is my decision and how much do I have to pay for it later? <laughs> and then uh, and then I'll actually buy the, the item. I don't, I don't buy anything on my mobile phone. Um when I had the iPhone, I bought some apps, but other than that, I don't buy anything on my mobile phone. Nothing. Um, okay, so let's get into link building strategies. What do you all say? Uh, oh, before I do that, uh, I don't know if I want to mention it right now. I'm looking at two more, two different uh, formats for SEO this week. Um, one, the uh, live streams and stuff. Typically, eighteen to twenty people show up live, and I deeply, deeply appreciate all of you um, showing up. And then I have roughly two to five hundred people who actually watch the videos. Uh, and frankly, well, I appreciate the 20 people that show up live and the 500 people that watch it. It's just it's not worth it. It's not worth the... I, I dedicate Sunday afternoon and all Monday morning to getting this show ready. And um, the view count's not growing at all. It could be the subject matter or it could be me or it could be just that people are just looking for... Um, you know, duos like the Craig Campbell, Chris Palmer, uh, us on the SEO Fight Club, and the um, the individual perspective kind of stuff for from a YouTube perspective is just not really all that um, important to people. Uh, but I can tell you that my um, my podcast versions they they dropped off because I stopped publishing uh regularly um but on average i'm getting a thousand um listens and quote-unquote views on my podcast stuff so I'm, I'm debating moving this uh to a podcast format uh and just um telling the the youtube for, format the pound sand so that's that's option number one and i've talked about this before um uh, and um, I, ne I never really bit off on it, and I think people were like, oh, he's, he's playing around, but it's, it's every week I think about this. So so that's option number one. YouTube, Pound Sand, just go to the podcast format. Um, if I go to podcast format, I want to find a podcast syndication system where I can actually do live, and then you can call me, and just ask me your questions live, kind of like a, a radio show, right? Um, the, the trick is 
um, setting that up so, one, you all get notified when I go live so that you can call, and then it's got to be in a platform that'll, that'll do notifications and send all that stuff out to you so that you can, you know, plan ahead. Um, and, and option two is keep the YouTube thing on because at the end of the day, I'm still talking. I'm still doing the podcast. The, the only difference is um, if I don't do the YouTube, I don't have to worry about videos right i just and i can just blab into my road and and be on my way and i don't have to and i take out the whole video stuff out of the picture um but option two is just keep doing the videos um and i know a lot of people appreciate that because you guys still come and you still watch it and stuff um but then um add the live call-in feature to the videos and i and I'm and I'm kind of leaning that way. I think that's a lot cooler, right? Um, is to add the live call in, then you can call in and we can do a lot more Q and A stuff, which I appreciate, and it just has more fun. Um, and so, and and also I get to hear your voices, and we can have really cool conversations and have a good time. So I'm I'm leaning towards option two. So if you're seeing this, just option one or two in the comments of the video, just let me know which one uh, you guys think. But um, I need to I need to build up the user base. I need I need more people listening. I need you know it's got to be worthwhile beyond just the twenty or so people that watch live. Um, because I can just reach out to them and they, and most of the people that are watching live, let's be honest, you all know my Skype, you all know my Slack, you all know my Facebook, uh, and you know, I'll know I respond to you. So if you have me access, then, you know, let's, we'll figure it out. But yeah, let me, let me know in the comments of the video, uh, afterwards, and then we'll take a poll and see how that works out. Hurry. Uh. All right, so okay, let's go into the link building stuff now. Long-winded. All right, here we go. I'll skip this. This survey stuff, survey stuff. Um, all right, so... If you guys are are like me, you're in a whole lot of a whole lot of a whole bunch of SEO groups and stuff, and you can go into like a SEO Signals Lab, and that's the one that everyone joins. It's kind of like the the boy band group. Um, but you can go to SEO Signals Lab, and you can say how much do you how much do you think uh, backlinks have? Um, and I think you'll almost have the same same kind of numbers, sort of big impact. The links have big impact, a moderate impact, and then you'll get the the people. And, and I think inside of the, like an SEO signals lab group, these numbers will be flipped around. You're either going to get a percentage that say, a high percentage that say there's big impact, and you're going to get a high percentage that say low impact. Uh, and on top of that, they're going to say, oh, backlinks are going away. And and you should work, worry about high, high quality content. And and. And in this case, this is, these are agency SEOs. These are agencies and in-house SEOs uh, who are, how you're doing it and they're not in those Facebook groups and they're not trying to be internet famous. Uh, and so they can take a more realistic stand and you notice that low impact is, is pretty much, it might as well be zero. It's 4%. Uh, and then moderate impact and high, uh, kind of, kind of win the day. So these, 
the fact that you're going to need to do links and link building in the future is not lost upon uh, the majority of the SEO crowd. And if you're in those links or you're in those, um, those groups and people are telling you, oh, backlinks are dying, you should only focus on links, blah, blah, or you should only focus on content and technical optimization and all that stuff, you really got to think about their motives before, behind actually saying that or their experience levels. Uh, with actually with building links, you may just have a technical SEO who doesn't know how to build backlinks for for all that matter, or and just outsources that stuff. Um, or you may have a big brand SEO who only has to do technical SEO uh, because of, when you're in a big brand and you're in enterprise stuff and you post that, you can send out to your mailing list and all that stuff, generate traffic and get some 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 brand love, etc. On all on its own. Um, so. Think about the the perspectives where you listen to and you're getting that advice in regards to the impact of um, backlinks. Here's another one that I see a lot. Oh, and I think you can all relate to this. I'm sure you've all heard it. Uh, I get backlinks and I worry about the quality of the backlinks. I'm not, I don't care about the quantity. I'd rather have high quality backlinks and not worry about the quality. Um, and, it's, and it's cool, you know. If, so that, to me, what that's telling me is I build low numbers of backlinks, um, and I and I base it only on the quality of the backlink, and it takes me forever to rank for anything. <laughs> because if you're only building high-quality backlinks and your competition has even a decent number of high-quality backlinks, what's the next thing that matters? It's quantity. Uh, but you will always, 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 always go into social media communities and you hear quantity over quality, quality over quantity every time, every one of them, every single damn one of them will tell you that. But when they're doing a survey, guess what they, they say? Both really matters. And it really does. You need to have uh, the numbers to match competitively and the quality of those numbers needs to match competitively in order to rank pages and to beat competition in 2021. Uh, and as you can see, quality, they're still there. Those hangouts are still there. But both, the people that actually know the real deal and be honest with you, 56% say you need both. So when you're in those Facebook groups, and people are telling you quality or quantity, you can tell them the pound sand because it's, or you don't even have to engage with them. Just, just know that their opinion, that they're, they're either a don't, don't understand or B they're trying to keep you down because they know damn well that you need quality and quantity to build your backlink when you're doing your backlink profile. <sighs> All right, let's go. Do you think that no follow links improve rankings and authority? Look at this one. Go into any forum, any Facebook group. Do you qual- do you no follow backlinks improve rankings? You know what they all tell you? Nope. No follow backlinks don't pass juice. No follow backlinks don't pass juice. Clint Butler has been telling people forever that no follow backlinks are counting. Uh, and I've proved it time and time again. YouTube videos, the descriptions in your YouTube videos, for example, those are all no follow and I've ranked pages for affiliate affiliate offers just using no follow links in, out of YouTube. I've used ranked pages just using no follow links out of, of comments. I've ranked pages just using no follow links in uh, GSA search and ranker. And all these clowns inside these Facebook groups tell you, nope, 
No follow links. You don't want them. You want to get do follow links. Do follow links are important. Welcome to 2021, folks. Do follow, no follow links, past use. Google has admitted that they use them and they put it in their documentation. It says that they use them as a hint towards the relevancy of your content. What do you think backlinks are for? They're all hints to Google as towards the relevancy of your content. They all pass use. They all pass authority. And 54% of the SEO community in here, uh, and if you add the other 33%, it's, all, it's damn near 80% now, uh, or damn near 90% of people will say, yep, they count. So when you're in Facebook groups and they're telling you that they don't count, tell them to pound sand. They don't, they're, they're just full of crap. They either don't know or they're trying to keep you from using them uh, to, ruin, uh, to uh, keep you down. That's all it is. And... This one here is really good. How much impact do you think uh, link building has on your brand? This, I can't believe this is not at 100%. I, I just don't get it. How do you establish a brand? And, and how do you know that Google's established your brand? They have, they give you a, a, a knowledge graph, right? So you get the Google Maps knowledge graph or you get the, the branding knowledge graph. When you're talking about the branding knowledge graph, I'll just show you real quick. Um, google.com just google google.com or just google google and I, I have keywords everywhere turn it on it's probably not going to show it there it is so you have this they tell you this fires off and it says that you are now you're a brand and how do they formulate it they get it out of twitter facebook linkedin instagram and uh, youtube and they get it out of your uh the high trusted sites um uh, you know, super pages, Yelp, uh, if you're a local business, uh, it, all those citations that you're building, they get it out of your um, your accounts, your Google account, uh, and they associate all of those things, and all of those things create backlinks, and how 100% of SEOs don't know that your brand is, <laughs> and your brand authority is impacted by link building it is beyond measure. I just don't get it. I do not get it. Um, in order to establish your brand, to get a machine ID, to feed the machine, which is really what's ranking you, the information that your your brand is associated with these things, um, you have to have a, you have to have a machine ID, and the um, and to do that, you do that with link building, and then once you have enough links, and Google recognizes, oh, there's these this thing is all over the place. Oh, this must be a brand. They give you a machine uh, readable ID through the knowledge graph system, and then bombs your uncle, you're off. But you can't do any of that without backlinks. You need backlinks. And if you're in a local business, the easiest way to the best backlink to get to get your machine ID, Google my my business map, get a G map, boom, you have a machine ID. This post set me off. Just just so you guys didn't know. <laughs> uh, how important are backlinks in your SEO and content strategy? Equally important. That's probably the that's the number one answer, and I think that's probably the best answer. If your content sucks and you have really good backlinks and those backlinks result in rankings and then the people leave, you're not going to get conversions. So you should equally prioritize your content strategy and your link building strategy. More often than not, 45% of the SEOs say you should equally be doing it, but I would guarantee you 75% of them say, work on your content, do content, make high quality content. 
and high quality content and people will link to you naturally. But guess what? 45% of them know the, know the, the real answer, the real deal. You should be working on both of those things. <sighs> and here you go. In the next few years, do you believe that backlinks will more or less have an impact on search rankings? Go to any of those Facebook groups, ask the same exact question. 99.9% of them will say, oh, it'll be less impact. But when they're not inside of there being internet famous, almost 100% of them say the same or more impact. This goes to tell you. They tell you, write high quality content. Write high quality content and people will link to you naturally. That's not true. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. Use um or Google is gonna use machine learning and Bert and Smith and and Alexandria and blow your nose code and they're gonna say they're they're not gonna need links anymore. Bull, bull. Even if let's just say that even if the machine learning and the AI got that good, how is Google going to measure the popularity of an article? If one thousand people are searching for um, drone. Drone helicopter. Let's say 1,000 people are searching for drone helicopter. 100 articles are written on drone helicopter. Google's picked them out. The machine learning says these are the ones that are most relevant. How do you think they're going to rank them by saying that these are the ones, this is the best one out of them? It's going to be backlinks. Machine learning or not, backlinks will still take a, be a play in here. If not, then... It'll be like the old, you know, alt site and what are those other old ancient never before to seen again, never to be seen again, search engines that didn't use backlinks uh, and could not bring the best quality content forward in their search engines. And that Google became Google because they started using backlinks and they were able to grade and get those votes and, and develop the best quality content for the search engines. Why in the hell would Google reverse that? 80, 90, 90% of certain SEOs believe that. Going to Facebook groups? No, they don't. <sighs> Do you use agencies, freelancers, or contractors for link building? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's the answer. Yes. Never, 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 never depend on one source for link building. Never, never, never depend on one source for link building. And a lot of people, you guys all do it. I, and you can come into any of my videos and you'll hear one of the number one softwares. Well, two of the number one softwares, uh, GSA search engine ranker and SEO autopilot. And a lot of people that talk to me about SEO autopilot, I'm eliminating everything and just using SEO autopilot. Or I'm going to eliminate SEO Autopilot and just use Network X. Or I'm going to eliminate Network X and I'm just going to use GSA Seer. Or I'm going to eliminate GSA Seer and I'm only going to use blog comments. Or, or I'm only going to use Outreach. Never, 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 never depend on only one link source. If that one link source gets hit, you are toast. And you've lost that business for yourself or for your clients. Never, never, never. Never, 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 never depend on one link source. Find multiple link sources. Then, here's a caveat. Here's the cool part. Find multiple link sources and then learn how to use them together in your own unique formula that you tell 
nobody about and rank your web pages. Now you're using multiple link sources, pointing together, working together in unique diagrams that nobody else is going to be using. And if you're a nobody who has a working link building process, do you think that there's any amount of effort that Google is going to be searching for to find you? You know why? Because you're a nobody and they are a $32 billion company and your nobody link building process that works is not even worth on the radar. They don't even care about it. So think about that. Tie all that stuff together. Nobody. That's how many people you tell about your link building strategy. Um, how much do you spend on link building every month? This is actually a pretty good question. And the re- the reason is it, it depends on how you're building your links, right? So if let's say you have your own private blog network and all you're using this private blog network is for links, it will cost you what the hosting for the site. If you have a, uh, PBN hosting service like pbn.hosting.com, which was the only one I really trust. You're going to spend 125 bucks and you can host 50 sites. So then your cost for that site is a lot less. And then you got to just have the right to content and build links. Um, versus if you're doing outreach, outreach used to be cheap. Outreach used to be article marketing for those that didn't know. And they just gave it a new fancy name. Um, but you do outreach now and, Webmaster is getting smart. So you're getting these 150 emails for, can I have a link on your website? I mean, I can write some great articles for you. Um, and they're like, yeah, sure, for 150 bucks. I get a lot of traffic. I, I'm smart enough to know how to look up DA or <laughs> Trust uh, Flow or um, SEM Rush, whatever their gauge is. Uh, but I, I know my, my site's valuable. I'm getting 150 of these emails a day. Yep, you can write an article for me, 150 bucks a month. Um, so you nowadays, link building can get up into that $1,000 to $10,000 mark. Totally, totally expect that. If you have good link building strategies, you can keep that cost down uh, a little bit. Um, but... You know, just plan on spending a thousand to five thousand dollars towards link building if you're doing it right. You can do some a lot more on a cheap. There's a um, what the heck's his name? Tony Peacock can use his money robot. You can use SEO autopilot. You can use uh, Fiverr uh, stuff. All this stuff that all these people tell you you can't use, you can use it. You just have to be smart about it and point it in the right locations. Uh, you can use PRs. You can use the right networks of PRs. Don't just pick any old network because um, some of those are going to hurt you versus others that are actually, you know, cost you 300 bucks for a PR, but they build all your backlinks a la magicpr.net. So they'll build, they'll do a PR, do the syndication for you, and then they build backlinks to all those PRs and to their primary sites in their network, and that boosts you up. So you spent $300 for backlinks, but you got probably $1,000 worth of backlink work in the tiers and stuff. Um, and so think about that. Keep this cost lower. If I would say that if you're spending more than $5,000, and you're probably in a really, really, um, a really profitable market, i.e. adult, 
Adult work, we're spending $20,000 a month in backlinks. That's what I'm spending to rank uh, adultsearch.com. You can go to search for adultsearch.com. I got them up there. Um, now we're just spending $20,000 a month, but that's an adult. That's not an easy market at all, <laughs> uh, right? But on average, if you're spending uh, $1,000 to $5,000 a month in backlinks, that's probably about right. Uh, local, 250 750 is kind of what you're expecting because you can do a lot more with a little bit less in local. <sighs> Alrighty. What backlink tactics do you use? Peacock. Can you say that again? Uh, Matt Peacock. Tony Peacock. I think that's his name. Mm. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Link Daddy. He's got, if you go to linkdaddy.com, he's got some, um, some stuff there. He's not only using Money Robot anymore, but he used to use, he's probably one of the biggest proponents for the link software, Money Robot. But as I understand it now, he's using some other stuff. Tony has been building out his Money Robot stuff for ages. Um, so he's running like 50 instances and servers and all that that stuff and he's got old accounts and um so that's why he can make that work and i've heard people say that it is working for them i personally have never tested it so buyer beware um and and check that out i have used money robot on my own i will tell you that i get i get way better luck uh, with videos so i only use it on video stuff um and then map embeds uh, anymore Dirty. What link building tactics do you use? This is kind of where I was alluding to you uh, before. And there's some stuff in here that I'll actually add to you. So content marketing. Uh, it's not a link building tactic, tactic folks. It's it's a content plan uh, in order to place content on your websites in, in, so that you can rank for certain keywords. Uh, and you need links in order to leverage that. So... That fact that 13 people, 13% of SEOs uh, consider content marketing and link building, they should all just, 13% of them should punch themselves in the face because it's not. <sighs> Guest posting, 11%. That's that's pretty good, actually. And I, I think that's lower than um, what most people talk about. So guest posting used to be article marketing and guest posting is now outreach. That's whatever I'm refers to is guest posting. I want to do some outreach. I'm going to do manual outreach. Uh, I'm going to buy from an outreach provider. <clears throat> or I'm going to get niche edits. And those are outreach or hacks. It used to be they're all hacks, but nowadays people are getting a lot smarter and providers are actually doing outreach and saying, hey, I don't want to, you know, I'm not <clears throat> looking to write some guest post for you. You have your own voice and all that stuff. And hopefully you guys are copying this down and using this template. Um, hey, my name is Clint Butler. I I read your article. It's a great article. Um, what I'm looking for is a backlink from that article in paragraph three. Uh, I have this article here that I wrote that I think really helps drive your points home. Uh, can you link to it? And by linking to it, just link in, in article three that you have these words written X Y Z. Can you just make those three words the uh, the backlink to my my post? Thanks, I appreciate your time. Uh, I know you get tons of these emails from God knows and everybody asking you for uh, for stuff. So um, I really do want to let you know that I appreciate the time that you spent uh, reading this. And if you link or not, I appreciate it. And then close it. That's it. You're done.
That's your outreach for niche edits. How easy is that? You're not being a douche. You're not writing the same old crap that everyone is writing, and you actually stand out and sound like a real dude like a, or a real gal or whatever you want to call yourself, a real, you know, whatever. So guest posting and niche outreach or and outreach, those are all kind of the same lines. And it says 11%, but if you go into social media, everyone and their brother, oh, I have a team, they do, they do outreach for me, and I build all kinds of links with outreach. But according to this, only 11% of them are telling the truth. Forum links, 100% of them in a forum in the, in the groups. Oh, stay away from forums. Forums are bad. John Mueller said that forums are, are devalued by Google. Complete and utter crap. There's link profiles in the adult community that are based almost entirely on format or forum links. It's complete and utter crap that, that Google is devaluing these. <sighs> And, and and they're the same as any other links, though. Don't be a don't be an ass, you know, especially if you're going to point them at your money site. Build nice. Go to uh, you know if you're in a in a niche, go to the, to forum niche forums. Have a VA or yourself just go in there once a day and just check and write thoughtful posts and have your backlink inside of your signature. That's how you get backlinks out of forums, and they're they're really easy and they do count. They also make really great tier ones, by the way. But there is software, uh, XRumor, et cetera. XRumor has a learning curve, so do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not ever point XRumor at your money site. Unless you just don't care about it. And it's a turn and burn site, then go for it. Because you can still rank with XRumor. Uh, but you'll get picked pretty quick. Uh, link insertions. That's niche edits. They just don't, they don't want to call it niche edits in here because, you know, niche edits are hacked websites. They're not. Well, they used to be, <laughs> but they're, they're not anymore. Link exchanges. I have a link exchange network. I have, a, I have access to a plugin that uh, is hooked to a network of 40,000 websites, and it's uh, called reciprocal limping. Reciprocal linking. You put the plugin on your website. Um, you can do it for free if you want to. Just go to magic.digitalear.com. That's magic.digitalear.com. Sign up for free, uh, install the plugin, and then uh, give it your keywords. I believe the free lets you put five keywords in there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then what it'll do is it will build links to other people's sites on your website. And in turn, you'll get links from their websites. Now, if you're using the free version of magic.digitalear.com, you are missing out because you don't get as many backlinks as you give out, uh, proportionally. So you should go in there and, and pay. Uh, I pay, I pay 750 bucks a month, um, for that. And what it's it's a good balance. Am I going to rank uh, a whole bunch of keywords off of it? No, but since I'm smart enough not to be depending on one link source, and I'm mix matching my link sources, reciprocal linking is great to do that. Most of the websites in there, I would say almost all of the websites in there that I've ever found, um, are stupid high quality. They're legit websites. They're clean. They're well taken care of. They're maintained. They're not somebody's junk. Uh, they're all manually approved before they even get in the network, and they all make great tier ones. Uh, directory link building, 9.5. That's probably about right. Directories kind of get a bad name. It's it's funny because 
Google, if you have too many directory listings, Google kind of the algorithm is taught to look down on it. But if you look at local and you do a local search, Google loves directories. They, they'll they give directories preference over everything. Um, they'll push local, real local sites down in order to rank directories higher. Uh, and why is that? Well, because most of their business comes from small business PPC, and if they have the directories pushing down the local businesses, you're more inclined to pay for clicks. Um, so you got to be in the directories. So the, the trick with directory link building is uh, pick local directories if you can find them first and then get into the bigger ones, uh, in particular if they're already ranking. So if you go in there and you don't see any Yelp pages on your uh in your search term, then you don't need to be in Yelp. But if you find directory, you know, blowyournose.com or whatever, and that's there, go get in blowyournose.com and then rank your page. Cause it's already, Google's already said, Hey, we love this site for this keyword. We don't, so not so much Yelp. So go take care of that and use that directory. That's how I, I kind of leverage those and build your own directories. Create one or two, put some AdSense on there or some Ezoic uh, advertising or whatever. Just kind of label it out, build it out for your state or wherever you primary market to. You don't have to get crazy, you know, top 20, 30, 40 businesses in there. Um, and just use that as for what it is, a great tier one link. Redirecting domains. This one is actually, uh, it's old. Redirecting domains, buying an expired domain and redirecting it to yours. You can do it at the registrar level or you can do HTC, HTC, HTC access. If you are redirecting a domain at the registrar level and you have a WordPress installation, you can watch for the 404s, uh, check and see where that traffic comes from, and then redirect on a one-to-one basis, depending on quality, to specific pages in your site and get more out of your redirect. This one has fallen out of favor because some boneheads and snot rockets decided, hey, John Mueller, is, is redirect working? Um, and so, and it, and it was happening over and over again in the Webmaster Centrals. If you ever watch one of those, you can see the trends that are getting burned by morons that are going to them and asking if it works or not. I mean, why don't you just mail them a fucking letter saying this is what I'm doing and here's how I'm linking to my website. Um, can you please disavow it or, you know, kick it out of the index because I'm an idiot. Uh, at, at, so redirecting still works. Um, you just have to be a little bit more cautious right now. Wait until it's fallen out of favor. Wait till some new fancy link building method has got all of their attention and you'll notice that redirects come back. Press releases. They work. Depending on where you get them from, if you're getting a um, and I and I can't speak for all of them, but if you get a Sizion, and that's PR Newswire for those of you who don't know, they're kind of they're Sizion now. Uh, you have to present really good press releases to get really good syndication. Otherwise, you'll get the um, you know the YouTube finance small business, and you'll get some Bloomington and some other good ones. But for the most part, it's all just automated syndication PRs from Sizion. Uh, versus you go to a, uh, a Magic PR, you get all those things from Sizion uh, if you buy that version. Uh, he's in a, a couple new services now. He just signed a deal with AP News, and he signed a deal with USA Today and some few other websites. 
but you have to get high quality uh, PRs to get in there because those are all manually edited. If a site is manually edited, Google knows that they're manually editing stuff. They increase their value and they're worth a whole lot more. Uh, on top of that, Meds has his own network of news sites, and he's connected with some people who've bought news sites from him. This guy, I bought 10. Um, and every time you syndicate on there, it goes to the news sites that I own. Um, I am not recommending that you buy sites from him right now. He's coming out with a new fix for, for his system um, because the template that his sites are built on right now you can't change and everyone looks the same and you as a user can't do anything or else you'll break it. And they're working on that. So, um, but keep that, keep that in your, in your hat. And then there's other services like quantum backlink, which is from what I understand is based off of pretty much this set of PBNs. Uh, I could be wrong, but a set of PBNs is a private network that is all happens to be in Google news and you can use this system to update and change things and all that stuff. Uh, so, Really, at the end of the day, press releases still work. And they make great tier ones. Broken link building. Talked about that. Gave my opinion on that. Um, Unclaimed brand mentions. That's pretty much the same as broken link building. If they really, really cared uh, and they were going to link to you, they would have linked to you in the first place. You can take a shot and try it. uh, But for the most part, you're probably going to get ignored. Thanks for mentioning my brand. Can you link to it? No. (laughs) that's kind of that's kind of where it is right so uh that's one of those things where you put it on the back burner for your last minute stuff um here's another one harrow and expert roundups those are i don't know why they would to be the same expert roundups people are doing a lot of those and if you don't know what they are but in short you just go out and find a whole bunch of people that are internet famous and you ask them a question and then you create a roundup post uh and you know use their name recognition to uh, to promote your article and you get some more backlinks and stuff. So, um, and, and if you present to those roundups, you get some backlinks too. So they are worthwhile to responding to at the end of the day. Um, you know, I've been asked a couple of times, but for the most part, it's, it's more of a, this is my network. These are all my SEO friends and, and so how really legitimately, how are you going to get a decent response out of that? Versus someone who's trying to actually do a decent response, you'll notice that a lot of SEOs, uh, in particular business owners, are probably the same way. I know the rehab is the same way. If you're not in the click, they ain't answering your email. Um, so <laughs> um, just take those for what they are. But they are op- good opportunities for creating content and for link building. Harrow, on the other end, you need to be patient with that thing. Um, you need to pay, uh, Doug Cunningham as a course on Harrow. Uh, I recommend you guys check that out. I might even think about, you know, just kind of showing you what I'm doing, but honestly, 99% of that is straight out of Doug's, uh, thing. But the, the short version is people go in there paid and free. They say, Hey, I want information about this article. And then you get some responses from it. SEOs, if you're going to do that and you're going to try to get links for your SEO agency, then respond to articles, respond to people. Um, I put in, I wanted to do an expert roundup uh, and I wanted to talk about Google search engine and how Google search console is showing one version 
of an index, and then uh, the Google search is showing another one. And two people responded to me. Now, I know there's like 30,000 people that are getting that email, and if you go into Facebook groups, you can ask who's using Harrow, and you'll probably get four, five, six hundred people. Oh, I use Harrow. I'm doing great with it. Harrow's wonderful. I'm doing great backlinks from it. If that was the case, and you're promoting an SEO agency, then why the hell are you not responding to stuff? Get in there and respond. You can't build links if you don't even try, especially with Harrow. Link building tools. Link building, measuring, and reporting. This is kind of dumb. Pitchbox, that's a link building tool. Milkshake is an email tool. Pitchbox is an influencer tool. I'm sorry. Buzzstream, finding influencers. Pitchbox, finding influencers and mailing them. Milkshake, mailing them. Majestic, finding... uh, This is... It's not a link building tool. It's a reporting tool and a measuring tool. Screaming Frog... I don't even know why that's in there. Um, that's great for outbound links, I guess. And if you want to find broken links and, and crawl people's websites, who's got the time for that shit? Ahrefs, Majestic, Reporting Tools, Moz, Reporting Tools. These are all reporting tools. None of them are link building tools. Link building tools. that work. So SEO Autopilot. SEO Autopilot still works. Um, test the elements though. Don't go in there and follow those diagrams. Those diagrams are what everyone is doing. All the lazy people, um, or just the uninformed, or they're just following uh, Elias's turning to the letter. Change the diagrams, test your own diagram, find out your own thing and use it in your own way. And don't tell nobody. That's how you get SEO autopilot to work. Another link being until, Building tool, it still works. GSA search engine ranker. I did a recent search um, test on this, um, and I, I test this all the time just to to make things sure it's all working. Usually, typically, by when I say all the time, is like once a quarter. I'll go through and go GSA search engine crazy nuts to make sure I'm still getting ranking results. One to thousand uh, backlinks with GSA search engine ranker. It's great. 1,000 to 20,000, things start going up and down. Boing, 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 boing. Just like this this picture, up and down. Boing, 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 boing. And you're like, oh, it's not working. Google's finding it out. They're really spamming. 20,000 backlinks, that thing just starts ranking and it gets locked in. Boom. And that's in the uh, supplements niche. I, I like to mess around in the supplements niche. I don't have any sites in the supplements niche, but I like to mess around in the supplements niche. And GSA is still ranking websites. Just fine. But I'm building a specific set of links and specific set of platforms in there because I figured it out. And I talked to people that were smart and people who wanted to give me a little bit of help and give me a little point me in the right direction. And I figured it out. And then I told nobody about how I did it. And I'm still ranking with GSA. XRumor, that's a link building software. That's still working, but I recommend that to nobody unless you have a lot of time to learn how to use that software. Otherwise, use XEvil with X SEO Autopilot and live and have a nice day. The Russians over there, they run that thing. They do not want to help you. Like I, I don't know what it is. You ask for help, and they're like, well, we have documentation, but it's all written in Russian, and it was written in 1990, so... Figure that shit out yourself. And nobody's got time for that. Uh, other link building tools. 
social ladder's been out there. I wouldn't really recommend doing that anymore. You got to see autopilot for that stuff. Um, there are some a um, Get River for Instagram. If you have an Instagram account and you um, want to try that out for link building, just hire a Get Get River. It was ninety nine dollars a month. Here are the pages I want to promote. If you can add, um, they typically don't do backlinking over at Instagram. It's, it's fucking, it's weird. Um, but you can do some branding stuff uh, with that and kind of, sort of, inadvertently get some traffic out of Instagram. Uh, check that out. Pinterest for sure. Uh, there are services. I've seen a new one the other day. Digitally something is or another. Let's see if I can get it back up here. Dig, digital, digit. Uh, uh, nope, can't get it back. Uh, but those are those are really good. In 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 a couple of markets, I'm getting tons of traffic from Pinterest. And you can buy a, uh, it's called Mass Mass Planner software. Um, technically, it's not for sale. But if you know someone that uses that software, they can give you an invite link because. Facebook tried to sue them into the dirt for automating Instagram. Um, and there's a there's a bunch of those that will build some decent social bookmarks, social bookmarks with high domain authority, regardless of whether that's your favorite metric or not. Make good tier ones. Uh, so you should have those, and that's, those are also good methods to promoting stuff. Um. And then really, that's probably it for link building tools, right? Um, in popularity, the the rest of them, at the end of the day, they kind of almost turn to be rehashes. There's one from, um, I don't know, Alex Kruczek, you remember him? His magic submitter, and then they turned that into easy backlinks, and then they rebranded it and turned it into some other turd. Uh, rank something, and then I think as being rebranded again to another thing, there's Ranker X. Ranker X is pretty good. I can't say good or bad things about it. I, I signed up for it twice. I did a couple test campaigns. I met with negative results, and then I just didn't have time to use the damn thing anymore, so I stopped paying for it. So that's a good option. Um, SC Nuke is still out there. I don't know, and I, I just recently did a poll on Facebook trying to find anyone that's actually using it so I can ask some questions about it, and no one's no one's fessing up. <laughs> so either that means no one's using it or it's doing really good and they don't want it. They're being smart and they're not saying anything. So I might have to retest uh, SEO, SE Nuke. Um, but for the most part after that, uh, link building tools is really at the end of the day it's going to be your inbox, uh, your email software uh, that helps you do outreach so that you can do article marketing or you can do niche edits um, and or um, or just buy links. That's what the white hats do. They tell you that they don't, but that's what they do. They, oh, no, I'm sorry. Let's be correct. They network with people in my market and I become friends with them and then they buy links for them. That's what they do. Uh, and so you can do that too. Google can't find them. I don't care how smart you think Google is. They can't find your buy links. Alrighty. So that's me. That's randomly. That's link building strategies 2021. You can still do PBNs. You can still buy them. You can still do them. You can still do blog comments. You can still buy them. You can still do them. Note about blog comments. We tested those and they work very well. However, comma, don't open scrape box and blast a bajillion blog comments. That does not work. 
But it, it does temporarily until someone reports you and then you get a manual penalty. Um, so just be smart about your blog comment use. Forum links still work. Directories still work. Be careful with both of those. Just filter that right and keep it in your niche uh, and you'll be fine. Um, article marketing slash guest posting slash outreach slash niche edits. They all, they all work. Uh, social bookmarks still work. Pick the right social bookmarking sites. There are sites out there known as plagues, and you can know when you see a plague, SEO Autopilot has them. If you go into their social bookmarks, not the high-quality ones, the other ones, those are kind of like plague sites. And you notice they all look pretty much the same. Avoid those because they're easy to stand. They're easy to find. I don't use those in SEO Autopilot. I don't recommend anyone do it. Uh, I did do a test. You can rank with those, but they kind of stand out. Let's see. What else? Did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. I know I missed a lot of questions. Let me go up. I'm going to scroll up. You guys got me on a roll today. Uh, I only do Uber. This is from Alex. I only do Uber and Postmates on mobile. Yep, there you go. Look at your own mobile use. Then look at your analytics. If people are buying in mobile, Google's setting you up for failure. Shame. Uh, Asan, do you power up your guest post with Web 2s, with SEO, Autopilot, GSA, etc.? That is a question of strategy in regards to how to link build, and I will say it depends, just to be intentionally vague. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Grove, option two. So that's the YouTube with a podcast that you can call into. I think it would be awesome. I really do like that. I don't see anyone else doing that. I think I'm going to do it. Selfish option two, option one probably work better for you. I think so too. It's just easier to turn on the stupid thing. I, the downside is how do I get people to come on live, right? Uh, how do, if, if you don't know that I am recording, how can you call in? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think option two is probably going to be the best one. Uh, let's see. Have you thought about a Discord service, voice chat, direct messages, group chat? I don't know a lot about Discord. I'll tell you that I operate mostly in Slack and Skype, and if I could get away with it, I would shut off Skype altogether just because most of my business stuff is done in Slack, but I have the Skype stuff too. And and, and so I've been really hesitant to jump into Discord. I have an account over there, but I've never really... How do you use it? Never, never even dug into it. I think if I did it, and, and more likely I wouldn't because it's just, it's a little bit harder, you know what I mean? Uh, having three different servers up, services up that have access to you 24-7, screw that. It's bad enough you guys got access to me 24-7 from T different services. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Matt, all good points. Yay, I made good points today. Yeah, I agree. Discord server undervalued for some reason. If you guys know about Discord and you think it will actually be helpful um, to facilitate option one or option two, and you know some like light reading that I can do to figure it out, uh, I'm totally open to trying it. Because you guys aren't the first ones to say, hey, try Discord. Um, but... I just, I just want to know what I'm taking on. You know what I mean? I don't want to replace one set of work for another set of work. If that makes sense. Robert. I, wow. 
How do you spell that last name? Uh, would you place backlinks over Google reviews? I see backlinks as a source contents reference. Google reviews. <clears throat> Google reviews are touted right now as a get Google reviews and your maps can rank higher. Um, in order to achieve that, you have to get people that are re- writing your reviews to actually use your predominant keywords, and that's how you do that. Otherwise, if you get reviews naturally, it pretty much does nothing. If you don't believe me, uh, look in the Google Maps, and you can see that not all of those number one rankings are all the number one reviewed source, right? So they're not backlinks. They're just more content to your map to help build relevancy, and Google doesn't seem to be using them all that much. Despite what all the map gurus who charge you four ninety seven for the course tell you, I think the new number is one nineteen ninety seven. Um, Google reviews aren't aren't moving the needle all that much. If, if it's between having it and not, you can get more CTR if you have a lot of Google reviews, right? So that's where Google reviews come in, and and I don't think the backlink stuff ties into that unless you're doing backlinks to your maps. Uh, and I've tested a lot of that CID, link to the CID. We've done PBNs. We've done uh, a whole lot of stuff. And the only thing that I know that I've seen work is that Jordan Pierce, uh, and when he's talking about um, sending traffic to maps. But what also happens when you send traffic to maps, whether you use uh, Jordan's methods or you use Chris Palmer's methods with software or whatever, uh, or you do it manually and go in there and click around. As soon as you stop doing that, it goes away. Uh, Because the search volume is not reported properly inside of Google, you don't know how much people are are legitimately searching in the uh, proximity that you want to be ranking in. So you can't estimate, and more often than not, you're going to overestimate the amount of traffic that you send so that when you stop sending that traffic, Google's like, eh, this dude was fake, and they kick you out and never to rank you again. So CTR stuff is great. It's fancy. It's sexy. Um, but I don't use it because you can't sustain it. If you could, uh, if you can sustain it because your client or you have the deep pocket, then go for it. Uh, but I don't use CTR stuff. So um, that's where your backlinks and Google reviews kind of tie in together. Is, is it's, not, it's not the same. So... If you wanted reviews to validate your business, that's creating backlinks on other directories and getting people to leave reviews on those other directories. Uh, And that traffic and the keywords that are optimized, that are in the reviews, now optimize that page, making it a little bit more valuable uh, as a backlink source. That's kind of how that would work. Uh, What about enterprise publishing? Sites, Paul... Uh, gave me he spent a considerable amount of time making sure that I understood the system and, and gave me a tour of that and then I promptly declined. Um, and here's why: you are building, you buy a domain. That domain has um, backlinks and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, this is a great domain." And then you create a subdomain on it. That subdomain, as far as Google is concerned, is a brand new website. Because Hero Page Rank, it's Hero Page Authority, or Domain Authority. It's a brand new website. It may have carried a little bit of domain authority from the other stuff, but it's not a whole lot. And it's not like you're creating a WordPress.com. 
It's it's a really weak site. And let's say you have um, ten of those, and you put the I think it was a thousand subdomains for each one of your domains that you're allowed to have, or some crazy number like that. Ten times a thousand was it ten thousand? I think ten thousand sites that have no authority. They're all linking to each other. No authority, no link, no trust, just kind of zero plus zero equals zero, right? So in order to use Metapies Publishing, in order for me to use it, and, and we tested it for SIA and it was a wash, um, but for for me to use Metapies Publishing, because the idea is sound, I think that you would need a tier building system that allowed for you to keep up with the scale that you can build on that system, on that, on that publishing system. And that's if you're building a crap ton of links to a whole bunch of different other sites, like you're selling links and you want to referring domains. You want to increase that up. That would probably be better than sending uh, 1000 links from 1000 subdirectories to one domain or 1000 subdomains to one domain. That stands out to me. Um, completely. Like if I was doing a manual penalty uh, analysis, and I saw that, I would manually penalize you in a heartbeat because it's it's just dumb. It's you know you might as well just go stand on on the side of the street and then piss it next on a cop car. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's how dumb that that's how dumb that is. Um, but there are uses for that system, and I think that it's got some op- some opportunities. But then again, again. You have to have a mass building system so that you can build links and build the uh, authority and trust and power of the uh, SEO or the sub uh, domains you're creating. Josh McAdams, what's up, Clint? I'm actually in a course that a guy who is in your course created. <laughs> I think I know, William. Is that his name? William? I've heard about I heard there's a couple of dudes out there now that are that are new schema schema experts uh it would be nice that it once they that they acknowledge hey this is where i learned it from that would be cool of them but whatever gamers gonna game you gotta do what you gotta do uh let's see alex rulias we need a name for your seo guru character voice (laughs) that'd be funny um let's see elton musa YouTube plus calls could be better if the existing watchers, but I'm not sure there'll be enough calls making it interesting and attracting new watchers, though. It'd be interesting to try and see. I think so, because there are radio station platforms. You can have an online radio station, not a podcast, but literally an online radio station. And I'm researching that. And if that's the case, I have enough bandwidth now. Um, Spectrum's got me up to one gigabyte of upload. Or download, and I'm uploading at 40 gig megabytes per second, which is like a gajillion times faster than I used to. So I can push out to both YouTube and the, uh, an online radio at the same time. That would increase the listeners and, in theory, increase the live attendees and the calls and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Right, how are you calculating link costs and link requirements? That is going to come with experience in your market. 
That's why uh, one of the, the benefits of niching down, if you are so inclined. I get bored working in the same market, so I am not so inclined. Uh, but your experience will start telling you, um, like an adult, I know that I'm going to need um, $10,000 at least for link building or don't even bother. Because those adult webmasters, they um, are friends with a lot of each other because it's, it is a tight-knit community and they interlink with each other and then they build a crap ton of backlinks to, to themselves, uh, thus increasing the power of all their friends and all that stuff. Uh, and so you have to compete with that. So don't even bother getting into the adult market unless you got $10,000 to invest in backlinks every month. Uh, versus a local business, roughly 500 bucks. You can say about 500 bucks. Um, I spend 750 uh, per campaign for local business. But you all know I charge $1,500, right? So I charge $750 to know which button to push, and then I charge $750 to push said buttons. Um, so, you know, f- figure that out in your cost, in your market. If you're just playing in a local... Again, your your costs can be significantly less than uh, if you're in a national market. Elton Musa, do you index GSA links? If so, how? Don't even bother. I try the difference. I ran them all through Colinkery just because that's the cheapest at that scale. Uh, I'm building 300 to 500,000 links a week uh, with GSA, and there's just no way you're going to pay for all that with credit systems and all that madness. So um, I just let those happen. But that's they're kind of farther down in my tiers too, right? So as a general rule, I don't point GSA um, at that scale at a money site. Um, not because I don't think that it works. It's just it's safer, right? And I'm not going... When I deal with clients' websites, um, having this, you know, the black hat persona, it's actually, it's kind of bad because people are, uh, they don't hire me because I'm, I'm the black hat. But, you know, you all follow me. One, if you look at, hold on, this is, this is kind of where this came from. I'll show you where, where the black hat persona came from. Hold on, let me see. Let's see. Um, nope, that's not the one. Hold on, hold on, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Um, what are the black campers? Come here, where are you, stupid? The, um, the persona came around when everyone was the white hat community. Oh, oh my God, the black hats. You do black hats SEO and they're going to ruin your life. And that's entirely not true, one. And two, they're being disingenuous because 99% of the shit that they did was all black hat. Right? We get it The 99% of the shit that they did was black hat too. They're buying links. They're networking and they're doing reciprocal link building between their buddies and their buddies' clients and their client websites. Um, and then they were um, going and they're the ultimate black hats because they actually go and reverse your link profile and then complain to Google about you and get your site penalized. There is nothing more black hat than that. Like that's classic black hat. That's like, you know, pretending to ride the moral white horse while all the who's are in, in, in mud and walking through its own shit. That's um, how bad they were. And I thought that was really hypocritical of them. I think more to the point, SEO needs to be incognito. Boom, there's a black hat. I happen to wear glasses. That's where the black hat came from. Um, 
the incognito. So whenever, now if you're watching this and you ever open your incognito browser and you see the little hat and sunglasses there pointing at you, hi, that's me. <laughs> All right. So that's where um, this look came from. The down, the downside of that is it's just it's just harder, you know. What I mean, um, people expect that I'm you know I'm using GSA and I'm I'm buying links and I'm using hack sites and all that stuff and no I'm not I don't do that to real businesses it's just it's just wrong and um, if you're doing that you're you're pretty much an asshole. You have to be uh, you have to be smart. You're gonna buy links for clients. You're gonna do it. You just gotta be smart. You're gonna do forum profiles for clients. You gotta do it. You just gotta be smart. You got to use common sense, and if you have to put a name on it, just call it Incognito SEO. You've heard it here, folks. Incognito SEO. Ah. Sam, they provide value first. Right. <laughs> Alex, time to use that stammy check on your backlinks. Huh? You know what I know is funny? I didn't get any in the last three that came out, and I won't get any this year. Nope. Um, also, are you using Cloud Links, AWS? Yes, Cloud Links, AWS, and that stuff that does work. Uh, play with around with that a little bit. Uh, you can play with around stack variations, and you can play around with those as tier ones, tier threes, etc. Um, think around with those. Those are really good. They're really good links. Do not, do not, do not just go out and throw mass sites up on the AWS. Um, one, it just ruins the value of AWS when you do that dumb shit. Uh, and two, they don't work. They they work for a little bit. They'll they'll rank. You'll build a twenty thousand page website. Eighteen thousand pages will get an index, and then Google's smart enough and just knocks out ten thousand of those pages. It's just a waste of time. Be smart. Use those use those things right, and you can rank them. Use them as conversion points, or and backlinks at the same time. Why have Why do we have to fry shit? <sighs> what kind of links do you use? Oh, and I apologize. I just kind of I'm hyped up on caffeine so if you're listening with your children and you hear me saying some bad words i apologize um matt what kind of links do you use for use for e-commerce products i've heard guest postings are seen as negative if you use too much you can use guest posting but stick with brands brand anchors brand name anchors you know you're referencing uh let's say you're referencing a um uh, a raised bed. You have a raised garden bed. What the hell is the name of that one? I just, I have this st- stupid thing on my, um, I just looked it up. Uh, raised garden bed. Birdies. Duh. It's a birdies raised garden bed. So you're doing a guest post and you're talking about gardening and how you um, build your, you're planting your tomatoes in the birdies raised gardening bed. Use that brand name versus um, anything else inside a guest post. And you're going to be just fine. If you go for exact match, you're going to have problems. Let's see. A. Lee Harden. Is your view on mass sites the same as enterprise? Not really. Because, well, it's, it depends on how you you build your enterprise site out. When I was doing consulting with uh, yellowpages.com, there are... Uh, specific challenges that those guys have. One, they're corporate and they all think they know everything, so they don't listen to outside consultations at all. Um, that's why they're still not ranking, and those idiots have still not put schema on there. I gave them the exact templates that they needed to stand out and, and kill it, and they just didn't want to do it. But that's 
That's corporate enterprise SEO. Um, and when you build out those type of sites, there's enough uniqueness and stuff in there that is legitimate and is expected versus a mass page site. Nine times out of 10, that's going to be spun content crap and it, or it's going to be really similar. Um, so there is a distinct difference in the two and how those are treated. Both enterprise and mass page sites do have indexing um, challenges all, all the way. Um, so I wouldn't, unless you are like an in-house and you happen to have a site or you're working for a site that has to have um, that much drama, then um, stay away from building those those big websites. There's just too much hassle. You're going to spend 99% of your time worrying about indexing before you can even figure out ranking. Sorry to ask Emily here. May I know if you have your own YouTube channel like Josh? Um, If you're here, you're on my YouTube channel. Do I have one with my own name? Clint Butler? Yay. Um, I do. I haven't published on there in eight years. Um, I was thinking about bringing it back, but I want to talk about gardening and stuff like that. Those are my hobbies outside of um, SEO. Excuse me. <coughs> my hobbies outside of SEO keep me sane. So I'm doing gardening, I got my orchard, and uh, I want to learn woodworking, and I also want to start a side business. I don't know if you've ever seen those, it's like a, it's called X-Carve. There's another one, it's called I-Carve, X-Carve, X-Carve, X-Pro. Um, it's essentially a wood CNC thing, uh, and I want to start doing all that kind of stuff, just as a, in the side, just to, you know, get away from the computer a little bit, because I like working with the digits. Um and you might see that on the other channel. Uh, you have a link boarding course, not seeing anything. I do not. I um, Here's the problem with the link building course. I don't think that I should be, if I'm teaching you to tell nobody about your link building strategies, why in God's earth would I sell a course um, that I know I'm not going to teach you my link building strategies. Um, so I don't have a link building course. Uh, I was thinking about putting something together where I could teach you how to use uh, SEO Autopilot, uh, GSA Search Engine Ranker, evaluating websites uh, for links, um, and then um, that kind of stuff, how to set up uh, outreach programs so that you can email people, um, maybe some curated sources where you can buy links, um, and just some the theory behind testing and testing link strategies. Um, but let's be honest, SEOs don't pay for that. They want the, I want the thing. You know what I mean? Um, Matt, he said that would be dope. But for the most part, people want that, that easy button. Um, and I'm not going to create a link building software anytime soon. And I'm not giving up my link building strategies like ever. Uh, unless I just quit doing SEO altogether as a practice and do only consulting, and then I'll I'll blat out my link building strategies to everybody. <laughs> so the story of that is, if you want uh, link building strategies from Clint Butler, then you need to sign up for a marketing consultation uh, on an hourly and at one hour a week, and replace his link building income, and then you'll be good. Uh, let's see, Scott Bassano, are there still any good softwares to scale up cloud links? Mega, it's not necessarily a uh, scale up. 
Um, but it's called Mega Cloud Stacker. Mega Cloud Stacker. I think is the name of it. Um, I use it every, occasionally. I know Madge is using it. Uh, that's really cool. You essentially you give it the article that spins the article, and then it'll build your let's say in an example S three, and then it'll build a Google site that links to the S three, and then it'll build a, a Azure page that links to the Google, and, and it stacks that all up for you. It's um, definitely not automated, but you can actually get a good decent process through and, and build those out with it. It's it's not too bad. I like that. Uh, a Lee Harden G stack still worth it. Yes. However, comma, remember they have to say public, uh, to the web. If it says available with the link, it is worthless. It is not passing juice. You're not getting any ranking from it. I tested it. I displayed it. I publicized it. I was kicked out of SEO, um, mastery in their, their group and their mastermind, um, because I supposedly attacked their business. Um, and when I say there, it was really Marco. I don't think any of the other guys had to do anything with it. But Marco kicked me out because I was attacking his business. When in truth, I was just saying, hey, look, you guys are the only ones that are building it right because you're using public to the web, and that's why yours are still working versus everyone else's still shit. But no, um, I was attacking their business and got kicked out. So the that's a long answer to, yes, Google Stacks are still worth it. Look for public to the web. If it doesn't say that, there is a fix for that. Um, but I talked that to the SIA folks and the rest of you guys have to pay for that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, David Holgate, if you had a client agency, but decided that clients were a pain in the ass, which I did at one point, which way would you pivot to make money from SEO without clients? I built digitally up in 2012, 20, um, 15, I signed on with over the top SEO, uh, and I was doing all of their search engine optimization and I was running their SEO platform in the back and behind while they did all the client facing stuff. Um, I ran the SEO team, came up with all the stuff and etc. Um, and I, I like to think we were pretty successful. We were ranking in the top three for over four, 450 S city SEO terms, roughly around the same for web design and all that stuff. And then as you all know, during the COVID stuff that all crashed and burned. Um, and then I started my agency again. What would it take to get me to do it again? Probably someone with some deep, deep pockets. I am not a greedy dude, like by any means and imagination. I, I have uh, a retirement from the army and then I have my VA compensation that pays for my mortgage and my house payment. My mortgage and my house payment, same thing, Warren. That pays for my mortgage and my car payment. My wife retired from the VA, uh, retired from the Army, and she has VA compensation, and that pays for her house payment or her car payment and all her food and her power. Um, So at the end of the day, we already figured this out. We only need $10,000 a month to just live the life we want to live. You know what I mean? Like, no stress. We can go wherever we want to. We do things. We do vacations, all that stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, why make more money for that I just, um, I don't need. I don't want to be miserable to make more money that I don't necessarily need, right? So, uh, and I'll probably work to the day I I drop dead just because I hate being lazy. So, in order to to quit the agency thing again, someone would have to come with a number uh, that matches uh, 
And I'll just throw it out there now. It's probably if you came to me and said, "Hey, I'll pay you twenty thousand dollars to work exclusively for me," I would probably do it. Um, I would still do the show um, kind of thing. I would still publish a course here and there. It's still do SIA, and I would still do um, the consultation stuff. But I wouldn't do SEO work for anybody with that person for twenty k. That would be fun. I'd be fine with that. Uh, honestly, all the stuff you listed for a potential course sounds better than most of the like courses I've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that. Um, there's a lot of vagueness in link building courses because those people aren't dumb. Greg Morrison is probably the closest one that I see to actually teach a link strategy, uh, and even his are still uh, pieces, and you you still have to put that together. It's still not the whole picture. Um, Matt Diggity. He tries, but his is really based around his that um, PBN he sells that PBN service. So, yeah, it's they're not they're not dumb. They're just not um, to me. They're it's not positioned in a way that is entirely truthful, um, and and that's marketing. And that's because SEOs want the easy button, so you have to market to the SEO easy button. And that's just the way. Um, it, it, it used to be so. Uh, thanks. I used John Curry's right after he split from RF. Um, oh, the cloud link stuff. Yeah, John Curry. I got my opinions about that dude. If you don't have anything nice to say about someone. Don't say anything at all. That's where I'll leave that. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, that's where I'll leave that. Fucking run. That's what I say. (laughs) All right. So, all right. That's it. Oh, my Jesus. Hour and 49. I'm just rambling on. It's because we're talking about links, and it's so damn exciting. It's a great topic, and everyone wants to know about it. And I appreciate all of you having the patience and sticking with me. Uh, Again, um... Leave in the comments, whether you're watching it live or you're watching it um, in a recording throughout the week, just comment down below option one or option two. Option one, podcast only, calls in uh, and try to figure out the online radio thing and also a way to let you all know that I'm live so you can actually call in at the right time. Or option two, continue with the live stream, uh, but integrate the phone call stuff in too so I can actually have some people to talk to versus you guys just listen to me, me freaking babble uh, on and on and on. So, um, or three, just end SEO week because I suck. Yeah. Yeah. Because I suck. You can be honest. Tell me I suck. <laughs> so um uh let me go in the comments for the uh in the youtube video i appreciate you for doing that remember all the links are on uh, digitalear.com seo this week episode 199 thank you all for coming and i'll see you next week have a great week folks and go build some backlinks and start ranking for stuff